good vibes. A good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons. have taken control as to bring you this special show. Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Only good vibes is the plan. Only good vibes, good vibes. Okay, this is called the Knutson Effect. Hi. Hey. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? How are you? How's things, Sam? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Not too bad. What you been getting up to? Anything exciting today? Just, oh, my head's been in this KISS show, so I'm just like ridiculously flat out at the moment. It's gone from nothing to just crazy. (laughs) I'm loving that hoodie. Oh, thank you. It looks very comfy. (laughs) I literally, I raided the D store um, a couple of weeks ago, so they get me to do some, like, modelling, and then I just go, (laughs) right, I want one in every colour times five. (laughs) (laughs) We started off quite casual, and now because uh, I don't get out much now, Sam, I thought, you know what, I'm going to dress up every every so often. Why so I'm not? Just, uh, I thought, why not? Bring you a bit of smart. class. In, you look very smart. John don't get out much anymore at the minute. I don't think many people get out much at the <laughs> minute. You're pretty much on Zoom constantly right now. I know. Literally, life is Zoom right now. Life <laughs> is. is Zoom. Thank God for Zoom, Sam. Thank God for Zoom. My God, what, what are we doing? You know what? Someone threw um, like um a Windows one at me the other day and I could not work it out for love nor money. I was like, why don't you use Zoom? Why are you trying to overcomplicate things? Oh, is that like uh, Teams? Is that Teams? Yeah, I think I've tried using that as well. I'm like, I've no idea how this works. Yeah, literally. I can work my way around a mixer, but give me like something that's not Zoom. I'm just like, oh no. Yeah, I think it was a webinar as well. I did like this cooking thing through Barclays and I couldn't get the sound on. And me and Jess Bates were both trying to get the sound on and neither of us could do it. And we were just like, what is going on? She's so the simplest things but yeah after you've had a couple of tequilas just yeah (laughs) so it sounds like you've been um, keeping yourself busy this year have you been working away yeah really busy actually do you know what i had literally since march obviously i i'd literally come off the back of um an australia tour then i was in bali then i was home for literally five days then i was in canada then previously to that i was in america so i literally i hadn't stopped i literally hadn't stopped so obviously as soon as kind of you know coronavirus hit and i nearly didn't get out of bali actually because i came down i had gastro fever i can't even pronounce what it is gastrotinitis um doesn't sound good anyway no it wasn't great it trust me it was not great but um so I nearly didn't get out of Bali because I had to have like drips and all sorts. And they said, if it, you know, if, if you're not better within 48 hours, then you have to go to hospital. But then the headlines started throwing up about coronavirus and places being shut down. So literally, George, who is the defected events manager, he literally had to carry me through the airport like I was sweating. I was super weak, like it was horrendous. But if had I not got home, mm-hmm. I would have been like, quarantined over there yeah so i was so lucky to get back do you know what though i think those probably worse places to be quarantined in than bali <laughs> well yeah that is true that is very very true yeah i wouldn't have minded that but yeah for another two weeks after just coming back off like a raging tour i just literally just wanted to get home right. 
Um, dragging so, you, yeah, dragging so, you through the airport, kicking and screaming, and you're actually saying, "No, leave me here! Don't take yeah, me! I don't want to come back! Leave me dragging, in Yeah, literally, run! I was like, literally, just I felt like about hundred years old. I was like, had to walk so slow through security. But yeah, finally got home, and then no rest for the wicked. Literally shot off to Canada. So hmm. I actually had a really good run at the start of this year. Yeah. So to be honest, when everything hit, I was just like amazing I've got some time off um and then obviously you know days start rolling into weeks into months and then all of a sudden it's just like realization nightclubs are closed and I haven't got a job now um so I, I you know I I took it all in kind of my stride and I was I was pretty upbeat and positive to be honest when a lot of people kind of you know were going mm. downhill yeah yeah um you know it this year has actually been an absolute blessing for me and you know, I got a um I got a life coach right at the start of the year as well so Every week, you know, my first session just bawling my eyes out. And now I'm just like, oh my God, he's ready to go. Like, I'm just, you know, there's been a huge shift. And I think, you know, from touring flat out for yeah. 20 years and not stopping, mm -hmm. you know, I needed this more than anything. And I'm going to come out of this, you know, a much better, stronger, you know, person. And, you know, yeah. I, you know I went sober. Um, that was a game changer for me as well. Um, you know, partying late nights, you know, it's kind of the... The normal telltale of, of international DJs, I guess. But no, it's been, you know, I've been, I've kept myself busy. Um, obviously, got the Defective Radio Show. I've now got my Kiss Radio Show. I've started production as well. Actually, from a guy in Glasgow. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing. My guy Rob, he's absolutely unreal. So yeah, I've just, I same. I haven't stopped, but I've just been plotted at home. Yeah, yeah, that's it. probably a bit of time to reflect on things. If you're saying 20 years worth of those those tours and stuff, it's probably a yeah. lot of it you think back and think, I can't really remember half of that really because <laughs> so much going on at once. Yeah, legit. That is that is literally it. Like I think of all the places that I've been, which, you know, I'm, I'm on my third passport now where every page has been stamped and I'm looking at it going, don't remember that, don't remember that, don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. But I've had... Um, I've, yeah, I've had fun doing it. I've definitely had fun doing it. I've put a few wrinkles on, but apart from that, I feel pretty good. Like laughter lines, that's what we call them, Sam. That's it. That's it. Yeah, laughter lines. Yeah. Nothing to do with the late nights and partying and hanging out in green rooms till eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean, I'm loving your live stream setup as well. You've got Darth Vader behind you with a love necklace on. That. That's great. Oh, thank you. Do you know what? My I have nothing to do with that. That was all my husband. He, he is literally such a wizard, not only on the decks, but when it comes to building anything. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I mean, Darth Vader, he's not too keen on that. Actually, the other day he put it up and he's just like, oh, I've ripped it so he can't use it again. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'll buy another. I've actually got Biggie now as well. I've not managed to use that one. I've, I put it down in the studio, but every time he opens the door, Biggie's just right there staring at it. Kind of kick that off now. So that's only going to come out on special occasions. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we literally had to whip that up. I mean, as soon as we kind of got an inkling that, you know, nightclubs are going to be shut for a while now, we literally, you know, were on the phone to Pioneer. You know, what else can we do? Because, you know, we can't just sit here twiddling our thumbs. We still want to be playing music. Yeah. Um, and thank God for the defected live streams, you know. They, they have really, really it kept me going. Absolutely phenomenal, the defected. They really took it to a different level. The live stream, didn't they? They took it up to a new level, I think. 
Oh, I mean, if you saw the last one, like, I mean, I was so blessed to do my very first one at ministry and my last one was at ministry and I hadn't obviously, you know, it's different when you're playing out live streams and, you know, I've done quite a few um, socially distanced parties now, but obviously they're not, they're not the same. It's amazing to play music, but I can just feel the tension that people just want to get up and dance, you know, and yeah. they can't dance. And it's heartbreaking for me. I actually said to my agent, I was like, should I sit down and play? So I feel like I'm on the same level as everyone else. And he's like, no, you just do your thing. And I'm like, God, I just feel so sorry for people. But um, yeah, I managed to get to ministry, I think it was about a month ago. And wow, I was shaking. The adrenaline going through me was just unbelievable and I was just like wow I've I knew that I missed playing clubs even though I'm not quite ready to go back yet but mm. that just ignited a fire in me that I'm just so blessed that I got to you know that I have that I got to play in a nightclub when all of them are shut you know I'm yeah. very, very lucky very lucky it must have been quite a surreal experience as well a like DJing in that venue like without the audience there as well but knowing that everybody's watching it yeah it's nuts do you know what because the first one the first live stream I mean I was lucky enough to do um the Tower Bridge in London, probably, I think it was two years ago. So that was my first ever live stream. So I got it. Like Simon said to me, even though you're not playing to anyone, you're actually playing to thousands of people online. Right. You, know, you know, so I kind of, I was quite lucky in that sense. When I did the first one in March and it was to no one, yeah, of course it's weird. But when I did this one, I was just like, oh, I'm playing to everyone. Like, I don't <laughs> care that there's no one on the dance floor. And I literally thought, even if it's this for a while where I'm playing to no one on a dance floor, I'm absolutely okay with that. Because, you know, oh. I hadn't played on a banging sound system for so long. Yeah, and yeah. that is what I think, you know, I was just in the moment and, you know, I was singing and I was dancing and I, I didn't care that anyone was there. I was just having the I was having a wild time, absolutely wild. It was amazing. <laughs> Even though you've taken a, a year out, though, Sam, it sounds like you're itching to really get into those clubs again, though, I think, are you like everybody else and just feel that music again, feel that vibe? For sure. It's, it's more about... You know, I, I mean, I've been lucky, like I said, because I have been doing the socially distance parties yeah. and I've actually kind of put my promoter hat on going back old school where now, you know, I'm running the door and I'm, you know, selling tickets and I'm doing it all. And that's going to set me up for, you know, I'm looking at doing um, exclusive news, a, um, a nine date tour next year, UK tour, probably at Q4 once I know that we're going to be all up and running. But, you know, I'm just kind of taking my time with it. But you know, I, like I've got the radio show, so I've got my outlet that I can play music every week. You know, there's not really been a moment where I haven't either been in the studio or doing a radio show or doing a live stream. Whereas I just feel, I feel gutted for people that haven't got setups in, in their own homes, you know, that haven't been able to have that released. And I guess, you know, those kind of DJs are on a completely different vibe than what I'm on. I'm kind of blessed in that way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I try and be positive when I'm on my socials and things like that to stay positive because I of course don't get me wrong everyone has their bad days you know I've had my absolute meltdowns in lockdown but predominantly just kind of being there for people um you know that that aren't kind of as lucky as what I guess that I've been you know I've been very very lucky yeah John, did we just get our first bit of music gossip there, I think, on this I show? I think we may have done, yeah. You've come a long way. <laughs> you did, you did. And I'll give you another one. Well, I'm actually working on um I'm actually working on a huge remix at the moment, actually. This is exclusive news as well. TJR Just Gets Better, which is a huge, I'm a huge garage girl at heart. Oh, yeah. Um and yeah, that's pretty much nearly finished now. I've been working on that since 
since February, actually, okay. since February. Yeah, it's been kind of start and start the whole kind of production um, because I like to get in the studio with my engineers, but obviously predominantly I've had to do a lot over Zoom. So yeah. it's nice. And I just can't wait to road test it now. You know, I just want to get out and road test it. Great. I think it's interesting what you say there as well, Sam, about people having the outlet to do the live streams and stuff. And like a lot of people obviously had the setups and me and John at the start, we'd done a few and Facebook pretty much muted this and shut us down. Right yeah, yeah, and we yeah. thought maybe we should try and do something different than me, John. We thought, let's try yeah. and do some interviews and we'll unite everyone together and we'll have chit chats and Definitely. focused on something else completely. And it seems to and have grown. Now here we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I love the one that you did with um, Seamus Harji. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a great yeah, one, yeah. Oh, I love him. I love him. Him and, and I go way, way back. And then obviously he started working for Defected and then brought the label over. And it's it's just, I hit him up yesterday, actually. But it's amazing. Like, I love his Four to the Floor radio show as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a Don. He's an absolute Don. That was real record lovers chat, that one. That went on right over the hour mark, I think. They were like, <laughs> yeah. that all night. <laughs> that was a, that was you know, some great guests on, just a real range of uh, different kind of real up-to-date modern DJs, right back to old disco singers and just try to get a real mix of people and, and even like up-and-coming artists and stuff just to support yeah. people, you know. So it's been, yeah, it's phenomenal how much it's grown. So we're, we're pleasure to have you on the show, having a chat with no. you today. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. I said, I said to Kate, um, I said to Kate, as soon as I saw it, actually, it popped up on my Explore, actually. And I was just like, oh, my God, get me on that. I want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> the laid back Scottish guys. Yeah. And then I think I think you'd literally just DM'd me at, at the same time. And it was just like, yeah, it's got to happen. We've got to make this happen. We've got to make this work. Brilliant. Well, it's just great just to catch up and see what people are actually up to. And it's looking a little more positive next year with what's coming up with Defected over in Croatia. There's more positive times ahead, I think, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you've got to stay positive no matter, you know, no matter what, because, you know, we are so blessed in the fact, you know, I always say as long as you've got, you know, a warm food in your belly and a warm roof over your head, what really, you know, if anything, this has taught me more than anything that, you know, the material things don't mean anything. Yes, yeah, nice having, you know, the, the, you know, I'm a huge Jordan fan, you know, I love my trainers, but, yeah. you know, I haven't even really been been buying kicks in lockdown. It's just actually reconnecting with friends and reconnecting yeah. with family and, and just kind of just spending this time at home and actually just kind of resetting my body and my brain because, you know, yeah. it was just, it probably wouldn't have ended that nicely for me if I'm being absolutely honest. Um, yeah. If I'd carried on going the way that I was going, because I, you know, I'm a machine and I say yes to everything and I, you know, take everything on board. But this is just grounded me. Um, and also for about 18 months, I couldn't listen to music in the car. I couldn't listen to music when I was at home. You know, if I was getting my set ready, um, for the weekend, you know, it was kind of like a chore to listen to music. And I was thinking, oh my God, what is going on? Like, why is music not hitting me? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I've just got that fire back in my belly and I'm up till like, you know, two o'clock with matchsticks in my eyes. I was just listening to one more promo and my husband's going, it's kind of late now. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then I just go on one, but it's just really nice that I've kind of got that fire back as well because, you yeah. know, as a DJ, you just kind of go, you know, oh. you've got to ride the wave, baby. But yeah, no, it's all good at the moment. It is all good. I'm, I'm enjoying being back in the, being back in the driving seat. What about for you guys? What are you guys up to apart from this lovely podcast that you do? 
Yeah, we're just looking at doing a music releases next year, aren't we, John? Uh, probably looking at like, releasing some of our own music, uh, some remix works from other artists we've been connected with over the years, some albums. And more of this as well. I think we'll probably still carry on with interviews and still reaching out to people, like even yeah. things do gradually get back to normal. So it's good chatting to people and just finding out what everybody's doing and getting, getting the stories as well. Yeah, yeah, that's get, it. Get that's the it. Getting exclusive gossip. <laughs> yeah, the, ex- the exclusive just for you guys, just for you. <laughs> also, Sam, I can't go without seeing John's face every at least two days. Two to three days is my maximum now. So, uh, yeah, we're going to rely on these Zoom chats. So, we'll probably we start, to, we'll start to pain for each other. <laughs> like me and John will probably retire at like 65 odd still on Zoom to each other but like, like reminiscing on the chats <laughs> oh I love it do you know what it's nice just to kind of get on and just you know chat about something positive you know you put the news on or you buy the newspaper and it's just like uh, doom and gloom from all angles so it's nice just to just to get on and you know whether you want to vent or you know just share stories it's just yeah it's nice and you, you guys keep it super uplifting as well so it's it's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Like positive, so, good vibes. We always like to kind of take it back to the start with people as well. So like, how, how did you get involved with the music and what and kind of inspired you to get involved with the industry? Like back at the beginning for you? So my story, actually, I, a lot of my friends at the time were trance DJs um, or hard house DJs. That's how I actually first started, hard house. Yeah. Um, for my sins, but now I love it again. Um, I played hard house for two years, but one of my friends used to work in um, Tower Records. So I used to go in on my lunch breaks. I used to work at um, Vodafone. Oh. when the little 8210s first come out. So I used to work on the high street selling phones. And then in my lunch break, I used to go into Tower Records and just have a flick through. Yeah. And then I swapped, um, I swapped something for, I think it's like a hundred quid for my first set of, there were belt drives and an absolute battered two channel Newmark mixer. And that was me. And I didn't even have anything to put them on. I literally had like this little ledge at my friend's house. Um, and I used to go around like every night and practice. Um, You've got to be gentle with the belt drives as well. Oh my, <laughs> my God. Like, you know, the stack of two peas on the needles just to try and like weigh it down. Um, yeah. And then there was a DJ competition that came up at my local nightclub. And um, one of my friends just said entered, but I literally only had these six records that I used to play the A sides and the B sides and back again. That's all I used to play. So that's all I had. So anyway, ended up entering. There was a female DJ just before me and she played three of the same records out of the five that I was going to play. And I was like, oh, I ran into the toilet, I cry my eyes out, like, it's over. She's played all my tracks. And um, just one of my pals who used to work in Red Shop was just like, just flip it and play the B-sides, just play the B-sides. So, yeah. and that's what I did. And I ended up winning, but I never actually like properly put that set together. Um, and it just meant that I had, you know, a warm up slot. I literally played to no one for about three months in, in this local nightclub. Yeah. And then they offered me, um, they offered me a booking as a junior booker. So then I was just doing the warm-ups, but also booking in club nights and gradually it built over, you know, a good couple of years. Um, and then the club was slammed every weekend. So that just gave me, that gave me the confidence really as a promoter. And that's how I learned to warm up as well. As yeah, we all yeah. know, the art of, there's a big art of, of warming up. It's not as easy as what people think. Um, and I was playing Soulful House at that point and Funky House all around Bristol, pretty much all around the Southwest, like Yeovil, Bristol, Cardiff. Um, and I had a residency actually at Vodka Revolution in Newport and Slug and Lettuce in Bristol. But 
at that time, it was around 2005 where vinyl started to fade out and digital came in. So Soulful House just basically just went back underground again, or it was obviously still huge in the States. Um, So my gigs dried up. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So my friends had, he was doing a, um, putting a subliminal party on in Bristol. And he was like, Harry Chuchu Romero, or I think it was Harry Chuchu Romero, had dropped out. And he was like, can you come and play? And I was like, dude, I've got no records and he was like just and one of my friends had a box of records he was like just take my box of records and i was like what i've never played this music before literally played it played it way too fast like barbara tucker sounds like a chipmunk at this point where it's just like just it was a car crash but i was just like actually i really really enjoyed that and then i never ever played hard house ever again i was just fully sold on soulful um and then yeah the, the gigs kind of dried up so i went to ibiza in 2005 don't remember anything about that summer i was just completely off my rocker every night drunk just having a lovely lovely time Um, i feel summers out now even a week or two weeks is enough for me i need about a month to recover after oh my gosh (laughs) i I hear you i literally so i did five seasons in the end and now this is my this would have been my 15th summer as a resident in ibiza so yeah this is the only year that i've had off in 15 years um but yes, yeah, so I moved to London in 2006 and I started working in a record shop um, in Notting Hill. I'd previously been working in a record shop in Bristol. Um, and yeah, Aaron Ross, who was the A&R at Defected at the time, came in and I sold him a white label. And literally the rest is history from that because the next year I went out to Ibiza, um, I met Simon Dunmore, was just that annoying chick hounding him for promos <laughs> and music. He must have been like, oh no, here she is again. But he always said to me, he remembers me because I was the girl at the front of the dance floor singing the words to every, every defected song, literally. Um, and then when I got back to London, he called me up and I remember he was like, come and meet me in central London. And I was, um, uh, I think we were outside Top Shore or something. We jumped in a black cab on the way to the office and he was like, I want to offer you a job next summer. And I was just like, what? Um, and he was like, I want you to be events manager for Defected at Pasha. And I was just like, yeah, cool, I can do that. Thinking, oh my God, yeah, what you. have I just said yes to? Spent the whole winter crying myself to sleep thinking, what have I said yes <laughs> to? <laughs> but it worked out perfect because there I got to warm up at Mambo's every week. You know, I did the Ibiza Global Radio Show every week, um, you know, picking all the DJs up from the airport, you know, taking them for dinner, dropping them at Mambo's, setting up the club, um, then actually warming up at Pasha. So that's how I got to know Dennis Ferrer, Sandy Rivera, ATFC, Shapeshifters, Kenny Dope. You know, all these guys that I literally used to look up to so much that, you know, I collected my vinyl collection and now I'm actually just like, yeah, just chilling in the car with Kenny Dope sat next to me. It's just like <laughs> pinching myself, pinching moments, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, ended up going on tour with them. And, you know, now we're homies now. But, yeah, it's been it's been an amazing journey. I mean, I literally have, you know, started at the bottom of my mum's shed where she wouldn't let me in the house and have my deck set up on my mum's ironing board to, the you know. Tracks, with the tidy tracks tunes on. 
Yes, exactly, exactly. Doing the ironing and playing music at the same time. Um, but yeah, you know, and now, like I said, I've got, you know, on my on my third passport, which is stamped back to back. So it's been it's been an incredible journey. It really has. And the best part about my job is just is just meeting people all around the world. Now it's kind of not even about just playing the music. It's like so much more the traveling and the beautiful, you know, countries that I get to play in and the beautiful people that I get to meet. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of like the the absolute perks of my job now. Yeah, brilliant. Me and John were actually talking last night because this is really sad, but we actually sometimes talk on Zoom after interviews as well. That. <laughs> we, were, we were chatting about just Simon Dunmore and obviously what he's done with Defected and a lot of labels at that time they kind of maybe slip by the way fell by the wayside with the social media thing but what Defected's done is incredible isn't it how they've just scooped they've just embraced the social media era and taken it to new heights we were probably arguing saying that they probably are the biggest house label in the world probably without Mm -hmm. a doubt now you know what they've done is insane isn't it yeah, they've got such, I mean, Simon's vision is incredible anyway, you know, from his background from, you know, AMPM Records and then, you know, I mean, his background is, is just insane. He's a very, very clever businessman, you know, um, and he's worked with like every artist under the sun as well. But his team in the defected office are just insane you know they're very much devoted to the cause i guess and i think that is what shows more than anything you know they're especially like you were saying you know the content that they put out it's very positive it's not just music it's music based but you know you have the dancers and you know all the rest of it and it's just yeah i mean they have i think they have definitely flourished in in lockdown as well you know they're saying that you know they're coming out of this a new music era company um you know i went to the offices actually the new offices they just started building simon's been throwing up um pictures of the photos of the new office and i was on facetime to him a couple of days ago and he was showing me around and it just looks insane you know we can have our own raves there and you know we don't we don't even need another club now we can like have defected raves at, at the office but you know their team work tirelessly around the clock um and that is a huge factor of why Defected is so so successful. You know, the big so thing with it as well is it's it's not just a record label; it's like a worldwide community that they've created. It's it's absolutely it really amazing. Is. Yeah, it really is. You know, whenever I play any Defected show or standalone shows, you, wherever I go in the world, you know, you've got your diehard fans with their Defected t-shirts on, and they're right at the front, and you know, they they know the music. You know, they are massive house heads you know mm-hmm. even, you know the amount of people that have said you know in lockdown oh, i've only just found you and i'm like welcome because you've got so much to look forward to you know i love that but yeah defected defected to be fair have been on point since well 20 we're going 20 yeah. 21 years now and i've been with them for 13 um records defected records got back then that would have been like 15 years ago or so you know so they've been around and they've been chipping away consistently high quality releases isn't it yep and you know i mean you know the the vision um they've just dropped that album now and it's just it's a masterpiece but you know you've got you've got your club records then you've got you know your chilled records and then obviously we've got glitterbots with def- um you know the disco records that come through shapeshifters writing an album but you know yeah. simon really does get behind these projects as well and kind of drives it forward yeah, um yeah. and you know it th- yeah 
I, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I've been, I always say, you know, you could cut me open and I bleed defected. And that is so true. You know, I've been, I've been invested for a very, very long time. And Simon and I, you know, have become very, very good close friends over the years as well. You know, he's been my mentor for 13 years. Um, but, you know, even previous before that, when I was collecting, you know, defected vinyl. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, um, it's been an amazing journey with defected. It really has. And I feel like this is kind of only, kind of the beginning for them if you like this is like the 2.0 version for a lot of people who have survived you know this whole pandemic i think they've been so successful as well because simon obviously handpicks people that are as passionate as you are so that counts yeah. for everything if the, if the energy is there with the right people then the yeah. whole thing will just explode basically doesn't it so he's even the glitter box is a good example of that a few years worth and look at it now people are just yeah. like wow what's, what's, what's going on here this is yeah. something special again isn't it he, he seems to have a way of handpicking the right people for the job and create yeah. something really unique for sure you know I, I i say both brands are an absolute monster you know it's a force not to be reckoned with because they're just they would you know and then that you know they're leaders in, in the in the industry as well you know it's like they they don't watch what anyone else is doing you know that's their path that's their you know that's their destiny and and they just thrive you know towards that you know and there is no kind of no end goal it's just they just keep going it's like a steam train you know and they're just going to batter anyone that gets in their way you're just going to get squashed all way from uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah no they're um yeah they're family man they are family i think that's the thing that music industry as well as you were saying it's easy to just push 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 and before you know it you're just you're taking so much on i think some people when they have that drive it's like the next thing. And I think social media has just magnified that to a different level. It's like you're a you're your social media manager. You're also trying to do this thing, the next thing. You know, you're constantly there's so much thing, things to juggle. Whereas before it was just maybe focus on the DJ and on the sets and maybe have, yeah. a, have a team to help. But now you have to kind of be your own in many many different ways. And they made different kind of talents and, and yeah. get anywhere. I think to a certain extent. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up in a world of MySpace, you know, and we used to go on this website called don'tstayin.com. And if you got packed in a club, like that's how you got your pictures because there wasn't any, you know, camera phones or anything like that. So, you know, you'd be on there on a Sunday morning and you just got in from the club and just, you know, check in. Oh my God, is that photo okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been building my team for a really, really long time. I mean, obviously I've got Kate, my amazing um um, assistant and then I've got you know Andy my my agent who is incredible but he's not only just an agent you know Kate's not just an assistant they're my best friends as well you know and they've got they have so much empathy for me you know when I'm when I'm knackered from shows or just from touring in general you know they'll be like are you sure you want to do that interview or are you sure you want to do that gig and just having that empathy yeah. um, for artists again because I think you know managers and agents have have a duty to look out for their artists. Um, and like you said before, it was just literally, you know, get on the road, drive three or four hours down the road, play your gig, come back, done. And then, you know, it's, you're ready ready to go the weekend after. Whereas now, like you said, you know, you have to be like, you know, it's about content and your image and your brand and you've got to be careful who you put out to. Because for me, you know, I'm now inspiring girls as young as 10 years old, you know, their parents are DMing me, um, you know, I'm an inspiration to, to young girls and I need to create a safe space for them for when they come through. So, you know, I have to be on top of my game. And as you know, you're not always going to be on top of your game. And it's really important now more than ever that I am a good role model to, you know, young artists coming through. Definitely, especially in this day and age of social media is, is rules, doesn't it really? Yeah. And, and people yeah. of those sort of ages just take that as religion basically, isn't it? So 
Yes. What kind of advice would you have for people that might want to follow in your footsteps with DJing and getting into the music industry? Would you have some advice for them, Sam? So my biggest advice would be get yourself like a, a little setup. And, and I mean, they're so cheap now. I mean, you could, from ranging from like, you know, a couple of hundred quid right up to thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. Um, but I think, I think more than ever, DJs kind of, you know, they're following their favourite DJs and, you know, they're like, yeah, I want to get there. But it's, you've got to understand this is 20 years I've been doing this. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And like I said, I come from a MySpace background where, you know, more than ever now is that you have to get your branding on point. So just, you know, take your time with it. Get yourself a DJ name, you know, um, get yourself a nice little setup. And even now, 20 years now, I mean, yes, I love Soulful House. I love Vocal House. That is me down to a T. But, you know, I've gone through every single genre, deep, you know, deep house, hard house, trance, even happy hardcore, you know, that's my background. Um, you know, so just... Yeah. I, love, I love my I love my happy hardcore and John always winds me up for that. Oh my god, I love happy hardcore. That was my thing when I first started raving was to happy hardcore and hard dance. Or I think everybody little... started with happy hardcore though, don't they? That's the kind of that's the entry point for everybody. Literally. Oh my god, John, John, we've got a guest on that's loving a bit of happy hardcore. You've made my day, Sam. You've made my day. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Um but yeah, and my number one thing, there's this really good book called Last Night a DJ Saved My Life. Yeah. And anyone who wants to be a DJ should read that book. Like it's got it's got the history of everything, like, you know, the Chicago house, Detroit techno, disco, hip hop, everything, because I think it is so important to know your history and knowledge on what you are going into. I think that is the most important thing. It's not just about getting a set of decks, throwing the decks up, you know, playing you know, after parties or to your friends, like if you really want to be in it, you've got to know your history yeah, and where, yeah. you know, where certain genres were born. I think that is so important. So yeah, Last Night DJ Saves My Life. That is an amazing book. And that's like um, an entry book that I got, that I, someone told me to read. Yep. And yeah, set yourself up a little, you know, you've got to have SoundCloud, um, you know, an Instagram page, but don't worry too much about those things. Just set it up so yeah. you've got it there because then you're kind of leveling up to something and just enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. You know, I've enjoyed my journey so much. You know, it's never been, I've never forced anything. And, you know, 20 years in the game, I'm still here. I'm still doing it. I'm still, you know, traveling the world. I'm still speaking to you guys about my experiences, you know. You've made it. You've really made it when you talk to us too, Sam. That's when you know you've really <laughs> This is dialed. it. This is what I'm saying. I've made it, guys. I have made it. <laughs> it's, um, it's actually it's a lot more accessible now for people to get started with the actual technical side of it. Like, Back in the day when we, we first started, you had to like sell a kidney so you could afford your Technics decks, you know? Yeah. You'd have to get about three people to carry them. I, I, yeah, I, literally. I managed to buy one record. I remember I could afford one record and I had to wait yeah. the next weekend to get my paper round, round money so that I could go and buy a second record to actually mix. <laughs> exactly. I just listened exactly. to that one record all week. Spending was... £9 on a promo. <laughs> yeah well i used to when i used to work in the first record shop i used to work in record shop for free every saturday um just because i just wanted to be around vinyl but i used to get like get sent a load of promo so i mean my record collection wouldn't be as massive as it is now because i used to go right one for me one for the customer one for me one for the customer so my record collection is quite big now but i mean it's a shame now that kids 
have no interest in playing vinyl because the art of vinyl yeah it's so beautiful like mm. you don't when you're mixing two tracks on a cdj the sound is completely different when you're mixing two records on vinyl it's completely different you know it's not digital analog it's just such a sweet sound yeah. um but you know kids are just they just want everything and they want it now, you know? They're not kind of interested in, in the history of, of anything, you know? But that's just their generation. And I don't, you know, I don't hate on them for it, but I'm like, you're not a real DJ unless you can mix on vinyl. <laughs> I, think, I think records just, or vinyl just obviously, they make you focus your ears, don't you? They force yeah. you to use your ears because you can't, well, you obviously got the kind of shading of the grooves that would help you out to a certain yeah. extent, but it forces you to tune into the music. I think that's it's a must. There's something yeah. about actually you know, physically touching the music itself with touching the vinyl as opposed to like a platter. Like I do love the CDJs, but there's just something different about actually touching the vinyl and, and having yeah. that hands-on control of the music itself. Definitely. And like you said, you know, you're you're listening to the music. I mean, you've got your groove, you know where your breakdown is. Um, and you know where like, you know, if it's a four-track EP or something on vinyl, you know, like that's the second track. Whereas I kind of feel it's quite boring that's like on a cdj that's why i try you know i use the effects quite a lot and i loop quite a lot and i use acapellas just to make it a bit more fun because otherwise you're literally just standing there just literally pressing a button <laughs> I, know, I know there's still an art in mixing of course there is but yeah. i just found that i was very, one of the very very last ones to go from vinyl to, i mean i went kicking and screaming onto digital literally yeah. there was um when i had a residency at hush in the west end in ibiza in San Antonio and I came back one year and he'd got rid of the the owner but got rid of one of the decks and he'd replaced it with a CDJ and I was like uh what are you doing mate like I've got my record box and he's like Sam you've got to learn on on CDJs so I was like no 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 I haven't like, <laughs> so then I was like okay so then I sit there just before the bar open writing my CDs out like 10 tracks on one CD so I play vinyl CD vinyl CD and then I came back the summer afterwards and there was no vinyl decks and he's like yeah now you've got to just use CDJs and I was just like crying my eyes out. I was like, I don't, I can't do it. And then literally, even I was one of the last ones to go from CDs to USBs. All my friends that were touring were on USBs and I was still there with my slapper case wallet, you know, writing out my CDs. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've literally got my decks um, set up. I just, just got my record collection back from my dad's warehouse. He had it for five years for me. So um, Jess Bays and I next week, actually, we're gonna go through my vinyl. So that'd be fun. Thanks. I saw you are using that big um, Pioneer mixer now as well. Is it the, the VC10 you've got there? VC10, yes, beautiful. Oh, it's cracking, yeah. Yeah, it's, it really is beautiful. I did um, I did a live stream um, a few weeks ago, not not at my house actually, I went to the DJ Mag offices and they didn't have the V10 and I was like, ah, what is this? <laughs> it looked like a little like, the, the normal um, Nexus 900 is mm. tiny compared to the V10. So I was just like, it really like threw me because I've just been so used to mixing on the V10 now for like eight oh. months. And if you know my husband, Hatcher, he literally is just like a wizard on it. He, I'm just like, how do you even make that that sound? It's just incredible. Sam, have you, have you actually got some Christmas lights in the background there? Have you got a little bit of Christmas cheer going on there? <laughs> this is my, oh God, my, my tree went up last week. I was going to put it up on the 1st of November yeah. and then I was just so busy. And then I looked last week and I was like, oh my God, we're into like the 20th already and I'm like 20 days late. But yeah, that's just my that's just my little vibe, my little bedroom vibe. Starting, little starting point, because me and my girlfriend put, actually put the decorations up last weekend. Oh, we did actually, you? And I was showing John this. That's my girlfriend. I just friend. saw that. I just saw <laughs> that. My girlfriend's pride and joy this. <laughs> but it isn't Christmas until that goes on the record player. 
Oh my god, I love it! I just saw that in the background. Actually, it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit like Bar Humbug over here. I've got no. Yeah, what is going on with yours? Yeah, what's going on I'll start on the first of December. <laughs> you know, you and you and the rest of the nation, Bar Humbug. Christmas <laughs> Sam. He never seems to bother. This year, John, I'll get you. I'll get you a tree. No, I'm going to get a hat as well. I'm going to get a Christmas hat. <laughs> oh, he said Christmas heart. <laughs> no, no, he's not, not going to Christmas heart. Be <laughs> <laughs> the long gun. <laughs> Your man cave. Yeah, I, literally, I put them up. I put them up last weekend. But yeah, my mum normally puts them up like the end of October every year. Yeah. Every year, so it's just embedded in me to get them up early. But I actually, I actually tweeted. I think it was in like July, and I said, like, calling all DJs. Should we just whack the Christmas tree up now? Because it feels like Christmas anyway. Like we're not going anywhere. We're at home, and everyone was disgusted by it. But I was like, no, come on. Get some of that festive cheer. See if exactly. We, see if we knew this day? year was going to be so bad. I, we wouldn't have taken the Christmas decorations down. <laughs> I'd have left them up all year. We might as well have. Because it's always a sad day when you bring the decorations down and it all just looks that bare sort of way. It didn't really we? does. We, we're night. we should never have taken them down. <laughs> so true. I don't think I'm going to take them down, actually, until the first doors of a nightclub is opened. I'm going to keep yeah. mine up yeah. until that happens. The old Johnny you in? Are you in with us on this one? Come I'll on. go for it, yeah. I'll join you in. To, well, you need to get yours up first. But to, <laughs> I know. I need to go up now loft and get them down, actually. <laughs> the man cave. <laughs> John, you need to keep that hat on until the first club opens, all right? That Christmas hat. <laughs> that deal. That <laughs> that is, that's a deal, Sam. No, thanks a lot for coming on, Sam. We won't keep for you. Thank for you for having me. So, chatting to you. And, well, My you... cheeks are hurting while I've been laughing so much, actually, so thank you. <laughs> I think it's all about the good vibes and just try to support people and just unite people and it's just worked out really, really well. We enjoy our and, and we get to see each other every day, so there's a it's a bonus. There you go, there you go. Well guys, keep doing what you're doing because as I said, like my cheeks are hurting from smiling and laughing. So thank you so much for that. I, I needed that today. So thank you and thank, thank you, you so much. much for having me on. Um yeah, and I think you guys are absolutely brilliant what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Thank you. You too, Sam. Keep up the great work. Honestly, you guys are kicking ass over there, and uh, I think these are uh, a new fire found in you, like you say, for next year. There's a lot, yeah. a lot coming next year. I think. Yeah. yeah. Just before we go, Sam, what, what's uh, next on the agenda for you? What's the the next stage of the plan for yourself? So, I mean, I'm still like carry on meditating that is now numero uno lighting my incense and sage, <laughs> saving <laughs> crap out of absolutely everything. Um. I mean, I'm really, really busy in the studio. Like, literally, I'm, you know, on Zoom calls with my engineer every single day. So there's going to be a lot more music coming next year. I'm working on some fantastic remixes. Like I said, the TGR one, um, I let that let that slip out. The TGR just gets better. Um, we've got exclusive on that one. And, yeah, I'm putting my tour together at the end of next year. I mean, the diary is full for, mm-hmm. for the summer because, obviously, every all of the festivals that I had last summer, they've gone over on to next year. Um, so as long as we can, yeah, as long as we can party, then I mean, next year, I say this every year is going to be like my best year yet, but I really do feel that with the music coming as well, you know, and um, oh, I've also got, I'm just killing you with exclusives tonight. I've also <laughs> got a merch range drop in in the next, hopefully three to four weeks, hopefully before Christmas. Nice. So I'll make sure I send you guys some, some bits as well. 
Brilliant. Oh, lovely. Thank you. We'll be sporting the, the, the merch. Don't worry about that. We'll promote it on the show, all right? Yeah, wicked. Wicked. Um, you see you DJ now. Does that mean like backstage you'll actually be meditating and like hamming and like... I'm going to put it on my rider, sage and incense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, change, that's a change girl right there. <laughs> that's it, yeah, sage and incense. And just loads of cowbell, just loads of cowbell. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That sounds good. We'll come join you, don't worry. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Okay, Sam, we'll catch up with you again soon, all right? Yeah, wicked. Thank, Thank you, guys. Sure. Take care.